thank you so much, Jace, for joining us tonight. I know it's TGIF, and you know, do take this as a very casual conversation between two mummies. It's, it's nothing like your client meeting or whatsoever business meetings. So you know, it's an honor to have you tonight. So. Um, maybe just to give everyone who is joining a background, you know, about how I got to know about uh, Mama Jace. Uh, later, I will let her tell her story, you know, in a full term. Okay, so I got to know her uh, quite a while ago as I saw this very interesting community called Creatives at Work. So I think I saw it from LinkedIn and I saw that, you know, she's running this community whereby she empowers freelancers and creatives and link them up with business opportunities projects with brands. So I think the business model is very innovative and definitely provides a lot of uh, opportunities, possibilities to uh, creatives at large, right? So without further ado, Jace, would you like to elaborate more, you know, about creatives at work, you know, even how, when, you know, you started this initiative and, you know, where is it now today? Right. Thank you so much, um, Alice, for, for sharing. Um, yeah, I mean, well, you kind of say even better than, than, than I can do it, right? But um, very quickly, so um, for, for the audiences who, who, who didn't know who I am, so I'm Jace. Uh, I'm actually from a uh, company called Creatives at Work, so which I actually co-founded together with my other partner. Um, so basically, Creative at Works uh, actually is a very simple concept, right? Basically, we are a media agency that aggregate the pool of, uh, I would say, creative media freelancers under a common platform and match them to potential project owners. So we currently carry out two main types of business activities. One is in terms of matchmaking. Um, so basically that's very straightforward. So our client will come down and say, oh, you know, Jace, I'm looking for freelance graphic designers. I'm looking for a freelance marketer. I'm looking for a freelance writer. So that's where we will then um, source from our pool of uh, creative freelancers, identify the most suitable one and work with the client. So, uh, but Increasingly, as we build out the trust, you know, as we build out, uh, I would say the the pool, right, of creative talent, we started to actually do a lot more what we call the project management services, right. So basically, we provide project management services to our clients, so our client and trans bigger budget project to us, and also project that spread over a longer period of time, right. So that's where we come on board to actually project manage, um, the creative content creations for our client. So I think when we first started, of course, we never think too much like, oh, it's a community. We are a community or we are doing what we are doing uh, right now so when we first started was really with the passion right that this pool of what we call the alternative source of career or, or people who actually want to be freelancers want to be independent want to take control right of their own uh, career progressions right instead of being a full-timer so so a lot of our friends are actually in this area when we first started that's uh, 10 years ago actually so we started in 2012 right so back then freelancers wasn't really a thing yet you can imagine. But of course, now, you know, everybody was very familiar with it, you know, and with COVID, right, with remote working and all this. But back then, we do have some challenges in terms of convincing our client, right, that, uh, you know, uh, we were with freelancers. So a lot of the questions back then our client throw to us um, were mainly like, oh, you know, who are these poor people? Uh, you know, are they trustworthy? Where are they from, right? Uh, is it because they cannot get a full-time job? That's why they become freelancers. So we have a lot of um, myths conception right about freelancers back then um, but of course fast forward 10 years later right now people don't don't have that perception any anymore or, or I would say seldom right so so uh, it's been accepted right freelancer is being accepted as a proper uh, I would say profession by itself and also with uh, remote working with all this right it actually 
become what we call the future of work, right? So we have actually evolved into what we call a future of work, you know, where it is possible, right, to take control and have the freedom over your time and also over what you want to do for your career, right? So, um, and, and, and because we are one of the, I would say, uh, early companies in Singapore that started to look at this freelance pool, freelance economy, right? So we started naturally to work a lot more with government agency in terms of helping to shape and to professionalize the industry in that sense, right? So over the past uh, few years, we've been working with Ministry of Manpower, uh, uh, IMDA, you know, E2I, NTUC, or, you know, in terms of looking at this whole ecosystem, right, of freelance economy in Singapore. Um, we also started to do a lot more training programs for freelancers because um, along the years of working in this space, we realized that actually there's not a lot of training, right, and not a lot of, I would say, opportunities, like training opportunities for freelancers. So we started to actually uh, conduct our training programs, right, to help our freelancers to actually build a sustainable career of freelancing. Right. So uh, we also went into content creation. So we run our own podcast now called the Freelance Creative Exchange. So where we actually invite freelancers to come on board to join us to actually share with us more about their challenges, how they overcome challenges. A lot of our freelancers are actually mothers, to be frank, right? Because I think yeah. um, the, the, the reason why, you know, uh, 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 why most of them are freelancers is because of the flexibility of timing. Right, the freedom in terms of choosing when you want to work, where you want to work, how you want to work, right? Um, this this kind of flexibility, this kind of freedom actually suit a mother, uh, especially if you have younger kids, right? Uh, uh very well. So that's why uh, a good proportion, I would say, of our freelancers are actually mothers themselves. Yeah, of course. I think that's that's also one thing we noticed from my mom pilot. You know, I started out as this as really like a circle of mothers who love art or, you know, who celebrate art and art has somehow benefited them in their parenthood. So, uh, you know, recently I wrote a story about a mother in our community who started off, like she tried really a lot of things, conducting workshops and she, for once, you know, she, she was crafting some handmade earrings and then tears like I met her last week I realized you know she became a very successful entrepreneur she actually runs a shop at Funan you know selling sustainable artworks um, and this brand is called Hawkma so I was so I was so impressed she can actually fit her you know children or fit her family mm. with her income from the business most of the time right. the mothers in our community have realized you know uh, they probably just take it as a side income, you know, maybe their husband is still the main income generator in the family. So, uh, so I'd like to ask, right, you know, have you seen some stories of uh, freelancers in your community that take this as a side gig, then become very successful? And, you know, what do you think is the success factor in his or her journey? Yeah, to become thank you so much for the question. Yeah. Yeah, at least. Yeah. No, actually, I think, um, you know, that's a great example that you just pointed out, right? Actually, in fact, I would say um, a lot of the freelancer journey actually starts from sidekick, right? So sometimes yeah. you just somehow, you know, you started to do something that you really love, right? Uh, that you're passionate about on the side. So for example, making handicraft, for example, baking, right? But then slowly as, because you enjoy doing it, right? You tend to do more and slowly you realize that hey, it actually has a, has a, has a um, life of its own, right? And in fact, it probably can be the main source of income and that's where, you know, uh, uh, they decided 
right? That, okay, I'm going to make this my career. So hence, you know, I will give up on my uh, actual jobs, uh, you know, and, and focus on this full time. So I would say a lot of the freelancers you know, go through that journey, right? So they started as a side hustle, hustle first. And then after that, you know, uh, adopt it as their main source of income. So, so I do see a lot of uh, creative directors, designers, right, who has actually taken up this path, right, um, you know, and, and they become very successful running their own agency. But I, I would say the objective of why you do it is slightly different for every freelancer, right? Um, I've seen some freelancers, some moms, right, they decided to do this, but they didn't want to sacrifice the time with their kids, right? So the whole reason of why they even choose this was really to, to okay, for lack of better word, to have a better work-life balance, right? So that, yeah. you know, so, so they will not overly um, do it, right? Um, they will just take enough jobs to fill up the hours that they want to work, right? So maybe, mm. you know, they will say, okay, every week I only have five hours, right? The rest of the time is for my kids, for my family, right? So so I only have five hours of work and that's where they will manage it, right? So to, to actually answer your question, whether they're successful or not, but in this particular case, I feel that they are successful. They can be considered successful because this is what they want, right? They want to spend more time with family, hence they only have five hours. If you are having a full-time job, you cannot dictate that but the very fact that because you are freelancers hence you can actually dictate you know how long you want to work how much money you want to make right so that to me is actually already successful already yeah so well said i think you know there are so many definitions to to success right so i think okay. what you shared is is really uh, i absolutely agree with that i think whether or not you know there are so many type i'm like eventually like what you said it boils down to the objective the purpose right why you are doing this is it like a side hobby you know uh, some mothers in our community they said you know practicing art actually gives them better mental health uh, so then they have more bandwidth to take care of you know to live a happier parenting life and some just you know for fun and maybe earn some side income and some like the mother i shared with you she developed her business out of it so really like everyone is is a successful case so um, but i also want to you know look at the other side of the story right so i remember in october right we had this dialogue about mental health issues with creative community in singapore and i think mental health is something that is very challenging because of the whole COVID thing. And then for creatives, because their incomes are not very stable, right? Depending on the job they get. So it, it can become, become even you know, bigger of an issue. So what are some of the challenges that you have seen from running the creative community overall? And you know what, what your community is actually doing to actually support them or offer some help so to survive uh, this this pandemic. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a very valid question, and actually increasingly that is becoming more and more important, right? So, uh, mental wellness, mental health, right? Um, is actually uh, I would say to overcome it is one of the few key success I would say factors for freelancers because being freelancers uh, traditionally people always think that you are just alone you know one person doing it so you know naturally the stress comes along with it right because you know you started a company you need to be your own finance manager you need to be your own marketer you need to run your company so all this are actually I would say stress right that's been built into your career as, as a freelancer but of course 
the, the few ways that uh, we see how the community comes together, right, uh, in terms of overcoming, right, um, this issue is building the, the community, right. So that's why I think for us, we are actually approaching it as a community first, right, is bringing people together, right, and actually discuss about topics, right, or actually talk to one another so that you know that you're actually not alone in this. And the thing is, whatever is bothering you is exactly the same challenges as bothering probably the second mommy, the third mommy, you know, every Everyone is facing the same issue. So, for example, like unstable income uh, generations, right? It's actually an issue that's not only to you. It's actually to all freelancers. But I guess uh, what will actually help a lot, right, is actually identifying those challenges beforehand. So before you start, you know, uh, going to full-time freelancing, you probably will need to understand right the challenges that you will face before you actually jump into it and acknowledging the challenges and finding ways that you can actually mitigate this actually does help in one way or another and of course you know uh, joining community of uh, like-minded professionals right whether it's a linking group whether it's our group or is it even within facebook group right talking to people who are actually in the industry already doing this almost the same thing as you are doing and understand the challenges actually uh, will also help you better to acknowledge the issues, understand the problem, and overcome the problem across the different, I would say, uh, dimensions. So for example, what we are seeing, right, is we see more and more freelancers coming together and collaborate. So for example, maybe Mommy A is very good at doing arts. Mommy B is very good at doing accounting. Mommy C is very good at selling. So the three of them can actually come together and actually join forces. It doesn't have to be a formal uh, relationship. It can be a loose-loose relationship, but you know that you have the skill sets uh, that is needed by someone. Someone has a skill set that you need, right? So it's about finding the right people, coming together and collaborate. So we, we believe the future is really about individual, but also at the same time, individual coming together to collaborate and partner with one another. Yes, I, I think that's really uh, well said, you know, uh, you don't work alone, right? And, um, you know, sometimes even by having chit-chat with the others uh, who are very experienced in the industry or maybe turned into a full-time earlier, you could always borrow some experience, advice and avoid the traps uh, probably, you know, then you can actually work uh, smoother paths. And I think one thing very especially I find about the mother's community is that it's easier to build a trust because we are all mothers, we all have our family to take care of. So earlier this year during the Mother's Day, we just had our first art exhibition at the National Library and it slowly wrong autonomously because none of us actually had a mature experience of doing a art curation, you know, being an art curator to run a show and whatnot. You know, so you just said the, uh, I was the one that was in touch with the library, but really on the day, you know, the mothers just bring down their own artworks, they do their own setup, they do their own warning signs, you know, do not touch. And also, and everybody is helping each other, even though, you know, because of COVID, they never met each other in person. So I really see, you know, the bonding, the invisible bonding among mothers uh, and, you know, that maybe really allows them to form a group to work together on a solid project together. And that can be more effective. You know, you don't need to mm -hmm. guess this and that because you have the intrinsic seeds and um, understanding and empathy for each other. So um, yep. I think, Jace, just now you mentioned something I want to ask back also, right? So you mentioned at the earlier stage uh, of your, your creatives at work uh, where you were actually pitching to 
your clients, they have doubts about freelancers' capability. I wonder how is it becoming now, you know, because with all the gig economy and side hustle kind of thing, you know, has their attitude changed? And, you know, have you gotten actually clients actively reach out to you for projects even? Uh, what is the situation now? Yeah, definitely the situation now has improved so much more compared to, say, nine years ago, right? When we first started Creative Awards in Singapore. Um, I think there's a few factors, right? Um, of course, I must say, uh, uh, because of COVID, right, we, we do see the uh, huge leap of faith, right, much more compared to, you know, the last eight years before COVID, right? Um, primarily that was because people are more comfortable with this kind of uh, remote working arrangement already. And also um, because now it's very important for, for companies, right? To actually relook at their, I would say their resources, right? And actually get outside, uh, I would say um, support, right? Because now we know that we cannot do everything. We cannot have everything in-house, right? But back then the idea is everything I need to have in-house, right? But because of COVID, because of what happened, everybody realized that, you know, we, we, didn't, we didn't have to bring everything in-house. We can actually leverage on this alternative source of, I would say, resources, which is called freelancers, to help to pluck certain of our skill gap at the moment in time. So in terms of the mindset shift, I must say it's actually really 180 degree, right? Back then, people does not trust freelancers but now right because of the uh, uh because of the various uh, mode of working the mode of working has changed right and also because uh, i think there's also a strong government push right in terms of raising the awareness about this alternative source of career right or, or i would say this alternative source of workers like in that sense called freelancers so with um you know singapore government acknowledging right that there is a growing uh, size Right, or growing pool of freelance workers or self-employed like, slash self-employed, right? Um, and we all heard about the great resignation as well that's happening in the West, right? And I'm sure, you know, here in this part of the world, slowly we are moving into that direction as well. So I guess all these different changes, right, um, actually help to actually shape the growth of what we call the gig economy slash the freelance economy. But most importantly, I think what is really, what has really changed is really the uh, demographics of the generations of workers. Um, because I think the new batch of workers that joins, like the millennials, the MZ, you know, the, you know, whoever that, that you call that, whatever names you call them, right? Um, the thinking is very different compared to my parents' generation, for example, right? So our parents' generation believe in full-time employment, you know, uh, one job they will do for 30 years, 40 years, 45 years until they retire. But I think the with the younger workers joining us, with the younger uh, generation joining the workforce, the mindset is a little bit a little bit different, right? So, um, you know, they are looking for purposeful, driven type of jobs or even passion-led type of jobs, right? So that becomes the main drivers. So as we see more talent, right, uh, moving into freelance economy, definitely the demand for freelancers will grow, right? Because ultimately the companies is about securing talent, right? So if the talent happen to be the freelancers, so that's where the demand will grow. So, so in fact, actually over the last two years, right, we actually see as much as 30% increase in the demand for freelancers. Yeah, so, so we receive a lot of inquiries as well, right? A company, traditional company like, you know, your manufacturing-based company who is actually not 
your not our traditional target audience like, because they don't do a lot of marketing and all this but they also started to look at uh you know uh, uh using freelancers right whether is it for their internal reporting whether is it uh to scale up their linkedin profile for example right so so i think that kind of uh the, that kind of mindset about this alternative source of workers has actually changed since right so i would say right now uh it is not, in fact, it's actually quite cool if you tell people that you're a freelancer or you're a scientist compared to nine years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, you know, that's that's really a generational transformation, right? Um, from the mindset about you sticking to a job for your whole life to now you can either run it as a side hustle. And actually, I know a lot of people, you know, they can be a banker in the morning and then in the night, you know, doing some, um, you know, doodling and even sell his or her own designs, right? And then going some, some like what you said, you know, once they has established certain projects that maybe they turn it into full-time. Uh, and even after they turn it into full-time, then they probably develop another side gig, you know, to run a restaurant or something. So I think that's something that is really phenomenal. Um, so to mind if I like asking, right, uh, when you are taking the project, I mean, there are different kinds of uh, uh, freelancers or creative. There are people like, you know, we mentioned about maybe day and night, you know, they have a day job and at night, you know, he or she would have some other skills. Uh, actually, I know a lady, you know, she's she's working in a very big tech company, uh, Google actually, Then, but she's very good at watercoloring. So she actually uses her weekend time to teach workshops. And then they're also, you know, full-timer creatives, you know, maybe has a company on her or him or her own. And then they are also, uh, I think different with like part-timer freelancers, like many of the mothers in our community are like that. So because they need to dedicate their time to their family. So maybe they can like what you said, five, six hours per week. So when you get projects, right? Uh, how do you decide what kind of freelancer is suitable for what, what, which kind of project? What's, what's the determining factor, you know? And what is the successful mm -hmm. rate? Because I'm sure you need to package them as a project team and pitch to the client. What kind of profile will, you know, usually win the, win the deals more often? Right. Thank you so much for the question, Alice. Um, okay, so so first of all, I think uh, I must clarify, right, that uh, Creative at Works, we are a agency in the sense that we, we are not a marketplace, right? So we are not your Fiverr, we are not your Upwork, right? Where, you know, freelancers can uh, just register yourselves and then, you know, and then bid for the jobs, right? So for us, we are more skill-based, right? So it's really about what whether you have the skills that the client is asking for, right? And then that is actually our first criteria. So all the freelancers that we work with, right, will have to undergo our in uh, our own proprietary assessment. Uh, I would say uh, uh, assessment criteria before we would then actually recommend them to our clients. We always look at what skills do you have, right? Um, and then if you have the appropriate skill, what type of project you have worked for in the past. So our match, right, I must say, okay, touch with us. So far, it has been fairly successful in terms of the match, right? Um, I would say almost 80% uh, uh, oh, success wow. rate, right, in terms of matching Great. the freelancers to, to, to our clients. Um, but of course, you know, sometimes uh, it doesn't work out, may not be because of the freelancer, it could be a lot of other factors, right? So it could also yeah. be on the client side, things like that. So so, so it's not 100% because the freelancers is not a good match. You know, the, the, the client doesn't have the culture to work with a freelancer, 
right? Or they cannot manage, right? In terms of the job expectations. A, a lot of time we find that when dispute happen, it's usually due to the misalignment of expectations, right? So one of the things that we feel that we value add to both the freelancers as well as our client is managing the expectations, right? So for example, yeah. if the client only have this budget, but they expect a list of things. We will tell them that, sorry, you know, we don't have the people for you because all our freelancers, right, are professional freelancers, right? So they needed a minimum level, right, to survive, right? So, so if you are expecting this scope and you're only willing to pay for this, it doesn't work, right? So in that sense, you know, we already do the first level of filtering and managing the expectations for both the freelancers as well as the client, right? Um, so, so hence, I would say that, that's why it contributed to the success rate. Lah. So there's someone who actually, uh, you know, managed expectations, right? Um, so, and then of course the skills, skill sets uh, is very important. But of course, sometimes we do come across, right? Like um, freelancers who may not have the immediate skill sets, but because the client is open, right? To train or to actually start working with someone who has no experience. So that is a possibility as well, right? So it really depends on, um, you know, what's the client looking for, right? Uh, and also uh, uh, what's the, I would say, project level that the freelancers has dealt with, right? Uh, we do come in sometimes, right? Where we see the freelancers profile and we find that, uh, like for example, we're looking for project managers, right? So maybe there's a profile that comes in. Uh, so probably that, that profile is experienced in events, but may, not so much in project management, but that doesn't mean that he or she cannot do it, right? So uh, we can actually uh, provide the opportunities, right? For someone to actually move into that role as well. But I must say, we really need to know the freelancers first, right? So we need to say, you know, uh, the freelancers actually attended our events, attended our workshops, right? Uh, actually know us pretty well, is working with us on some project already. Right, so that's where we will see if we could actually help the freelancers to move and to evolve into a different role. Yeah, and I think that's very precious, right? Because as creatives, you really need a lot of time to concentrate on your own work. Um, and then, you know, you will really need some uh, support to help you project manage and deal with, like what you said, client communications or even the musician, this like finance management and all. So I think that's really, you know, a great a way that you are supporting the creatives to be able to focus on their work. So what are some of the other exciting initiatives you are planning for, for next year? Okay, thank you so much, Alice. Um, talking about next year, right, uh, we are really quite excited, right, about what's coming out. That's why, uh, you know, this, this couple of weeks, you know, shortly after we wrap up the Asia Podcast Festival, we have actually not stopped, I must say. So we are actually looking forward for 2022 because uh, we, we are definitely planning, right, a series of um, initiatives, right, for, for not just our freelancer, but I would say for the uh, community as a whole. Right. Um, so we definitely will do the Asia Podcast Festival again. So it's definitely coming back. So for those who missed it and who want to join us, please look out for oh, it. Nice. Right. So it's That's yeah, really it's nice. always towards the end yeah. of the year, lah. Yeah. So um, but I would say uh, you know, what we are looking at, right, is that uh first half of the year we're actually looking at to launch uh, a freelancing bootcamp, right? So really uh this is something that we have been working on it for a while, and it's something that we feel that uh is the right time for us to introduce because I think we, we want to help freelancers to become more successful. We want to help freelancers to scale their business, right? So we are actually launching this six weeks mentorship program for individuals, for self-employed, for freelancers who is keen to actually work closely with mentors that we have specially identified to 
grow their business to the next stage, right? So this is something that we're very excited about it. Uh, we are also launching an e-learning platform as well for next year. So, so, you know, please follow us on our social media channels, you know, to look out for some of those new initiatives. I think from time to time, we actually have uh, different initiatives meant for the different uh, clusters of freelancers, right? Because we have the designers, the writers, you know, uh, one of the things that we are actively exploring. And in fact, we just completed a workshop yesterday last evening on NFT, right? So we are very keen as a community to see how this new evolutions of uh, technology, right, called blockchain will be able to actually help uh, freelancers, right, uh, in terms of building our business and in terms of growing an alternative source of passive income for creators wow. right so that is something that we are actually now discussing with uh, a few uh, partners freelancers uh you know so so keep a lookout for this uh we are really excited about nft we really want to see if we could do something in that area yeah i think the concept of nft honestly is very new still very new to everybody mm. even i myself i'm you know just using some side time to to learn about it and you know recently i think straight times just had a an auction, you know, for NFT art, and I'm also looking into mm. it, you know, what exactly they are selling there, you know, are there any new knowledge that we can probably share with our mother community so they can consider this as an alternative side income. So yeah, do keep us mm. um, updated on when your event is coming up, then maybe we can yep. also join and share the knowledge with, with all the communities. Yeah, so thank you so much again for joining today. I think there are a lot, a lot that we can still discuss about. Uh, so thank you once again, you know, for joining us, Jace, and wish you a success, no you know, with, with all your projects next year. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Alice, for inviting us over. You have a good evening yeah, and good thank weekend. Thank you.